Welcome to the Orange Socks Podcast, where we are inspiring life despite a diagnosis. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Hebaker. So, Nicole and Adam, thank you so much for taking the time to do an Orange Socks interview with me about your daughter, Piper. It's uh, my honor to learn about her and your experiences with her. Nicole, tell me, when did you find out that Piper had spina bifida? I found out at what should have been my 20-week ultrasound, but because she was measuring so small, they pushed her due date back, and it ended up being about a 16-week ultrasound. That's when I found out. What were your thoughts at that point when you discovered that? When I first found out, I had a feeling that something wasn't right during the ultrasound. The technician was asking me a lot of questions about my health. It seemed like she was taking a lot of pictures of the fetus. And then she excused me to the waiting room to wait. And it felt like a really long time and I had a suspicion that maybe something wasn't right. Uh, when she called me back, to say, you need to meet with the doctor, she needs to go over your results. My mind just immediately went to the worst situation, that something wasn't right. And the doctor said to me, your daughter has spina bifida. That was the last thing that I heard until a few minutes into the doctor explaining what that meant and what the options were, kind of came to and I had heard the doctor say she'll need surgery, all I could think of to ask was, well, how soon after she was born will she need surgery? And the doctor said, well, you should consider in utero surgery and consider doing this before if that's something that you would qualify for. And that was something that I had never heard of. I was very confused. What do you mean in utero surgery? How does that happen? What does that even look like? So I just remember kind of being in shock. I didn't know what the diagnosis meant long-term. It was a term that I had heard, but I didn't know what it entailed. And I was just very confused when I got that diagnosis. So what options did the doctor give you then? The surgery, any other options that he discussed with you? The doctor at the time said, I want you to meet with a perinatologist, a special, a high-risk OBGYN. So that doctor didn't give me a lot of options but said, I'll schedule an appointment for you. And when I met with the perinatologist, he said, these are your options. You can abort the fetus. You can see if you qualify for in utero surgery, having surgery on the baby while it's still in your uterus, or you could do surgery after the baby was born. And he had had some experience with children with spina bifida, and he had seen very good results of in utero surgery and children who have benefited from it. Those were the three options that he gave to me, and just we discussed each of those options. So you decided to have in utero surgery. Uh, why don't you tell me about that? When he proposed in utero surgery, again, it was something I was not familiar with. It was something that was very hard for me to wrap my brain around, having a surgery while you're pregnant and then staying pregnant. At the time, there were only three hospitals in the country that were offering this in utero surgery because it was so high risk. But he said, if, if that's something you're interested in, I will put you in contact with the nurse at one of these hospitals. As I thought about that and I talked with family members and 
friends, just trying to get as any information. What do you heard about this? Looking it up online, Googling it, what is this? I felt like this was something I couldn't rule out. He put me in contact with someone at University of California, San Francisco, and I just asked a lot of questions to that nurse. What is this? What does it do? Why do people do it? What are the risks involved? What are the benefits? Why is this something that they offer? And she answered a lot of my questions, and that's when I felt like if this was going to give my baby any advantage, I would do it. And you did. And I did. What were the results of that? The results were better than I'd hoped for. There were complications. I was told, worst case scenario, if you have this surgery, there's a small window of when it is beneficial, and that window is when the fetus is very small. I think, according to my memory, it was has to be before 24 weeks. And if the baby goes into distress during the surgery, if you go into labor, the quality of life for that baby is going to be highly impacted. But if you have a successful surgery, the improvements that have been shown with studies are that this child could have reduced need for a shunt to help with hydrocephalus, greater mobility, reversal of brain malformation, which were all things that she was diagnosed with in utero. The benefits that I've seen from that is she had reversal of her brain malformation. She has surpassed all of her doctor's expectations about her mobility. We were told, best case scenario, she would use a walker or braces to walk for the rest of her life. And now she's running and walking without any assistive devices. But there were some complications. Surgery went well, but the healing afterwards did not. And I was in the hospital for about six weeks until she was born in an emergency C-section. So she was premature. She was born at 30 weeks because of that. Nicole, tell me about what's been the most difficult things in uh, having a, a child with spina bifida. It's been difficult accepting our norm is different. It's been difficult to not wish it were different for us. It's difficult knowing that she will be different from her peers, from her siblings, that she will have challenges that other kids won't. And it's difficult knowing that a lot of that I can't control. I have a lot of concern that I want to teach her to embrace who she is and recognize her strengths, but I do feel like it's an extra battle because she has differences. Easier question, what are the joys? I feel like I take nothing for granted. When she hits milestones that other kids hit without any additional help, we don't take that for granted. My own health, my own abilities, I see in a different light. I am so grateful for the things that I can do and I don't take them for granted anymore. Seeing her accomplish things brings me such great joy because I know for her, she has to work hard for a lot of the things that some kids can do without any help. And to see her accomplish something on her own brings me so much happiness. That's great. So Adam, how old was Piper when uh, you started to date Nicole? I think she was three years. So what were your thoughts about dating a woman that had a child with spina bifida? I didn't know much about it. I kind of just didn't 
think about it until I met Piper and what that entailed. And she's just so easy to fall in love with. She has such a personality. It wasn't really difficult. If you understand the expectation, there's just so much upside to it. Great, what's been the hardest thing for you? Probably just balancing, you know, one physical strength on one side with the other kids that can run a little faster or do gymnastics and trying to make them all feel special and strong and capable. So, Adam, your other children, what has been the impact of Piper on their lives? It's like the light. I mean, that's all they talk about. They're really excited. Are we going to see Piper today? When they're at their mom's house, they just talk about Piper all the time. It's just uh, remarkable the impact that one person can have. That's super. What impact has Piper had on your extended families? I think everybody loves Piper. Roots for? Everyone um, takes part of her accomplishments. To be involved. Oh, she's going to dance at the school. We'd love to come. We'd love to see her. We haven't seen her, it's been too long. We, she's just growing so fast. They just love being involved and seeing her. If I were to come to you, and I'll ask you this, um, Nicole, first, seeking advice that I just got a diagnosis that my baby was diagnosed in utero with spina bifida, what advice would you give me? I would say seek as much information as you can. There are many people who understand what that diagnosis means. There are many different experiences and there are a lot of things that you can gain from speaking to people who have that similar experience, that knowledge, that empathy. For me, I really had to consider what would her quality of life be if she had spina bifida, especially when the doctor said you can terminate if you want. When I was weighing that option, I just thought from what I've been told, from what I've learned about spina bifida, her quality of life is going to be just as great. That was one thing that drove my decision to keep the child, to have a utero surgery, and I'm so grateful that I did. That's great. What advice would you give me, Adam, if I were to seek it and say, you know what, I'm thinking and getting involved with a woman that has a child with spina bifida. What advice would you give me? I don't know if it's a direct answer, but it's been great. So my kids understand that there are different personalities, there's different abilities throughout the kids. So our oldest has really befriended Piper and it's been really fun to watch, you know. They're kind of building this tolerance and patience and friendliness to all sorts of people that they might encounter at school. So it's been a strength for the other kids as well that are interacting with her and it requires um, patience, you know, some learning is a little bit slower, but like Nicole said, the reward when you achieve certain things is just so gratifying. Any last thoughts? So when she was born premature, Nicole, she was in the NICU for two months and like you were by yourself and then you went home on the weekends. You're surrounded by all these doctors for the initial period, so that was a tough time. It was, my perinatologist had said if you choose to do this surgery, it will take a toll on you mentally, physically, and it might take a toll on your relationship. And it was very hard to be in the hospital on bed rest for two months, and then to be commuting to a hospital that was about an hour away. That was really hard on me emotionally. 
Um, it was hard on my marriage at the time. So it was really challenging, but I feel like I made the best decision. I'm grateful for what her doctors did for her, what they did for me, because I feel like she's in a place right now because of the decisions that I made. Thanks for listening to this episode. Orange Socks is an initiative of Rise Incorporated, a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting and advocating for people with disabilities. Follow Orange Socks on Facebook and Instagram and visit our website, orangesocks.org, for more stories and to find national and local resources to help parents of children with disabilities.